Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like 2018. Exhausting. <laughs> uh, today on the show, we're doing a bit of a year in review. I'm talking a little bit about um, my word of the year, where I'm at right now, um, where life is going, the projects that I've got coming for 2019, um, how to start even thinking about 2019, and sort of reviewing the past year, talking a little bit about my past relationship and driving across the country, and sort of my main takeaways and thought process of doing all of these episodes this year, talking about my personal pride and a lot of just a lot of things that I'm continuing to work through that are just really painful ego retransformations in a way. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff, but, uh, you know, this is not going to be like a downer episode. This is just about kind of being real about where I'm at, where I'm going. And hopefully you can, it, it's meant as an encouragement for you to do the same, right? Like I want you to assess, first of all, Merry Christmas, because this, this is up on Christmas. So Merry Christmas for you Christmasers. And, um, you know, this is just a way for me to help you sort of assess you know, where the year has gone and to essentially end it with an expression of gratitude, right? I mean, I think it's good for us to end the year on a good note and, you know, clean up your space and get yourself into a fresh mindset and go into the new year excited and figuring out what your word of the year is so you can kind of stick to it, you know, maybe even create a vision board or some way for you to continue to express sort of gratitude as you go through life. And, um, you know, assess the things that need to change and start to work through it. So I talk about my personal version of all of that on this episode today. And um, that's it. So this is literally my last recording for 2019 or for 2018 rather. And uh, next year, starting January 1st, Tuesday to Friday or Tuesdays and Fridays are going to be the new dates, the new days of the week for the episode. So I'm going to do two episodes a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, um, as long as I can. <laughs> if life changes, I'll let you know, but, uh, that's it. So we're going to kick off the show. Let's hit the button and do the thing. Merry Christmas. Drums, all right c note here welcome to the show hope you guys are doing well happy end of the year uh it feels like i haven't recorded in a while <laughs> i feel like i've i got kind of uh, far ahead and i've been recording with other people that i haven't really done a solo show in a little bit so uh this feels pretty good and um well this is basically the end of the year this is the this is like the actual Christmas episode. Like this is going to be airing on Christmas. So Merry Christmas, uh, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, etc. Whatever it is that you, you do winter solstice. I don't know. I like the idea of generally celebrating winter solstice because it kind of, uh, unifies the idea of like what everyone wants to do, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like, uh, people get bent out of shape out of the holiday season. And I'm not saying people should give up their like traditions in order to like just celebrate a winter solstice or something. But I like the idea of people being able to celebrate winter solstice instead of picking one, you know, and it being kind of like a general idea that you like, you celebrate the the winter time and, and kind of bringing more joy to this winter season. Cause it's really dark. It's dreary. There's a lot of seasonal depression and, um, 
especially after the holidays, like after the new year, you're like, okay, what's there to look forward to now? It's just a bunch of dark grinding days, you know? And there are a lot of people who like to think in that sort of holiday increments, you know, like thinking until like, okay, now my life is, I'm, I'm working my way towards Valentine's day and then I'm working my way towards Easter. Right. And having just kind of more things in between or more ways to just like randomly celebrate life on a mass scale, uh, throughout the year, I think would be, would be much nicer, you know? And, and I think there's no reason we can't do that for ourselves and create those traditions within our families and, and in our life. And, uh, maybe that's something to think about for the next year. Right. Um, one of the things that I try to think about for myself when I start thinking about the next year is like, what is my word of the year? What is the thing that's going to encompass my general feeling? What is the next evolution in my life for the next year? Um, what do I start to embody? And it's not something that you have to actually stick to, but I think going into the new year, you know, I I know that if I have ideas for the next year, I don't want to just be like, all right, well, I'm going to wait until January 1st until I start doing that. Right. If you have the ideas now, if you want to get in shape now, if you want to start fixing your life in some sort of way, like you don't have to wait until January 1st to start doing that. So go ahead and do it. Right. And, um, I have been doing that for myself in terms of getting this brand blaster course set up and, uh, starting to think about what the year is going to be like. And for me, my word of the year is thrashing. And that word came about by while reading one of uh, Seth Godin's books, which is um, the one that I was reading was uh, Lynchpin, which is a really great read. Um, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I, I kind of bounced around chapters. And uh, it's just, it's perfect for someone who is in that that sort of Graves four to five phase of like, you're kind of sick of the way working at a job and you know, you have it in you to work in, um, to be something better and, uh, uh, better for yourself. That's relative, but you want to be your own boss or you want to be, um, even the best within your company, right. And be the linchpin of your company and their needs. And, uh, basically the, the book kind of goes through what that entails. And I think that is, um, it's really interesting as a whole, but the term thrashing I came across as something that I already was aware of. Like when I was working in the film industry in particular, um, I know because I worked in film and I worked in TV as well, that working fast as a designer is incredibly important while you can learn the tools, you learn the tools so you can learn to do it quicker because, People want the work done quicker. Bosses and uh, especially in marketing and social media marketing these days, these days, like everything goes at like a such a such an intensely faster pace, right? You're just going, going, and going, and going. And in order to accomplish so much, create so many pieces of content, or really um, just to, just to get more done, you've got to thrash early and thrash often. And what I mean by thrashing is just that beginning phase of like where you're getting the initial idea done, you're getting that first draft done and you're getting people's ideas into it. And you, maybe you have to review it with people or you have to review with the clients or you have to review it with, you know, you need other people to look at it and you need to get some feedback or you need some beta clients or something like that. And thrashing through that process, getting it done Getting done quickly so that you can make adjustments to meet the deadline is really what that's all about, right? So if you have a deadline that's five minutes from now, that you get the work done within the first two minutes so that they can spend a minute like putting all their input together and then you spend minute four and five finalizing, right? 
And that thrashing stage is typically when people are like, they, sometimes they want to rework the entire idea. Maybe you want to rework the entire idea. Maybe you need to find a way to incorporate all of many different perspectives into the idea. And if you do that too late in the phase, too late in any kind of stage, it's going to lead you to a place where you're just kind of feeling you're going to miss your deadline and you might end up doing mediocre work because you're just trying to, you're not thoughtfully putting all of these pieces into this idea. You're having to sort of rush it to get it out the door, right? So if you thrash early and thrash often, you're going to be just getting more work done and getting better work done. And uh, I think that is going to be my word of the year for that reason. Cause I want to do, I want to do more recordings. I want to do more courses. I want to do more podcasting. I want to do more YouTube videos and stuff like that. And if I'm going to be doing those things, I need to just do them right. And, and not get stuck in my own head and not think too much, not overwork it. I think I've been having issues with overthinking it with like Instagram in particular, and um, it's been causing me a lot of emotional turmoil <laughs> to think like, oh man, like I need a piece of content. Like, what do I do? How do I approach this? And uh, it can be really frustrating and really um, just mentally taxing to feel like you have to do certain things. And I know it's all about mental growth and the mental state for me, but um, you know, I have to let go that of the idea that like things should look a certain way, you know, and um, sometimes putting new things out there as both like a qualifier for like potential clients, but also a way to test the market and do market research, right? Like you try the way something looks uh, for a post or two, just to see how it feels to see how, like what kind of response it gets. And you have to be willing to try new things. And I think that's what it boils down to is using the term thrashing as a way for me to be willing to evolve creatively and try new things. And uh, I think that would be really useful for a lot of people to consider that as well. And not only with that word thrashing for myself um, for the future, but thinking about how that relates to the past, right? How that relates to, or, or rather, um, well, how it relates to teaching, I guess I could say first, is that it relates to my personal future, but it relates to me being able to teach that concept to people and have a term for it. And I, I haven't, like, I understood the concept for a very long time. And it used to be this long explanation of like, you know, you have to work, you have to get to the 80% really quickly. And then that last 20%, you know, you got to be very careful in that phase because people are wanting to change everything at the last minute and uh, you need that wiggle room. So that last 20% needs the most time for people's ideas to come into play and maybe you have to rework it all together or whatever. And sometimes people spend too much time uh, or to put too much emphasis on that last 20% and it becomes um, like diminishing returns in a way, right? If you're trying to change too much too precisely at the last minute, like why does it matter? Right? So it's part of this, this concept of thrashing, but then also like continuously asking yourself like, okay, is this change significant? Is the time versus value exchange adding up? Right. And uh, that's something I'm going to keep asking myself as the year goes by. Um, and, and it kind of relates to how I've been sort of working through my life in the last year. And um, I think I'm going to take a quick break so we can play the word, the the thing from our sponsor, and then um, talk a little bit about uh, this past year and uh, all the growth and um, that I've been going through and what else is left 
<laughs> to do. I've got a, I still got a ton of growth to do. There's there's new things being being uncovered all the time. Feels like whack a mole, right? Like you've hit one thing and another thing pops up. It's really it's kind of frustrating sometimes. <laughs> so let's take that break and we'll talk about it after the sponsor. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right. New music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. So yeah, this this last year has been one of the most interesting years of my life. <laughs> that is definitely sure. Um, it feels like this. I don't know. You ever see like I know like the Flash just aired like their hundredth episode, and it feels like an anniversary episode of my life or something this year. Like it feels like this this culmination of a lot of different plot lines and this almost. Um, new lessons being formed and being taught. Um, but then also going back to my roots in a lot of ways, you know, I'm learning how to balance being myself with being a thoughtful human being. Right. <laughs> Cause you know, I, my, my mom always taught me to be, um, to be kind, but to not show weakness through that kindness, meaning like don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Right. And I've always been a person that is I will stand my ground. Sometimes I can be a little bit direct or maybe even rude based on someone else's perspective. And I don't want to get into a place. I, w- I want to continue to get to a place where I can, where I can be, <clears throat> where I can be sort of like direct and still be myself, but not be rude about it and not be opinionated. And um, like, that's a challenge still. That's been a challenge throughout my entire life, but um, I know that as I shift my way or my perspective, my way of doing business from trying to pander, or at least my perspective of pandering, to trying to get people to find me through my individuality and listening to the podcast and liking who I am and loving what I do and connecting with me individually, to you know, to know that that sacrifice is going to be a challenge, to know that I'm going to be going from this place where I'm trying to attract as many people as possible to where I'm only trying to attract a few people. And, um, like I'm still balancing how that is. And, um, you know, well, okay. So let's, let's go back to the beginning a little bit. So I really consider this year to be sort of the last quarter of 2017. 
up to that, up to now. And, um, that last quarter was really rough, you know, like went through a divorce. I moved across the country. I quit my job. I made the decision that I, I'm just essentially can't see my son for a while. Um, all in an effort to improve my mental state. Um, because at the time during my relationship, my, my marriage, I was not in the best mental state for both environmental reasons and for my own reasons, right? For the people I was surrounded by and, you know, they're great people, but it's like sometimes the, the combinations of people just don't add up to a good experience. Right. So I turn, I certainly take, um, accountability for that. And I think sometimes that is the hardest part is taking personal accountability for what's gone on and gone wrong in a relationship. Right. And that's what I've been sort of working through, through this last year. Um, working through a lot of what I did wrong, what I can improve, what can I improve that brings, you know, brings that into my new relationship, which is still fresh and new and, um, how I can continue to grow and evolve as a person for myself. I started learning about like Myers-Briggs and Enneagrams and Graves models at the beginning of the year. And that has helped me to separate myself as an INTP from, you know, being, my personality, like who I am as a person separated from like my mental illness is really what I was trying to say. And understanding that there are separations, right? That there are things that I do have challenges with. I have challenges based on my past. I have challenges based on my, um, you know, the way that I grew up, the way that my parents, um, raised me, uh, some domestic issues that we had growing up. Um, I've definitely got social phobia that I've been working through this last year and I'm still struggling with that. Um, and it's it's been a challenge to work with people because of that too. Um, working through relationship codependency, making sure that like Molly and I don't fall into that pattern where we've been very deliberately talking about that stuff and and making sure that we're living our own lives and finding ways to continue to nurture and do that, but still be there for one another. Because it's funny we get into this place where we start talking about our independence, and then like one of us like one of us falls apart money wise and we need help from the other person. <laughs> We're just like, well, this is not codependency, right? Like, no, that's not codependency. That's helping each other and being supportive. Right. Uh, so, you know, really defining the differences of those things has been really helpful for our relationship for this past year. And really that's been like a lot of my focus this year is I've been doing a lot of emotional work, um, emotional work with Molly, but with myself as well to, you know, to, to make sure that I'm, continuing to work through concepts that are going to allow me to be the best version of myself for the long term. You know, I've got, I've got issues with cooperation with people. Sometimes I have issues with asking for help. I've had issues with, um, you know, being nice to people sometimes. Like I always want to be helpful and I want to be nice and be pleasant, but like, I, I just, I don't care for social niceties. You know, um, I can be nice from like a service-based perspective, but, um, I don't know. I think I've been fighting. I think the number one thing I've been fighting this past year is my pride, my personal pride um, of being someone that used to work in Hollywood and I worked in TV and I worked in film and I did a lot of things and now I'm on my own and I feel like I'm trying to, I feel like I'm deserving of that same sort of notoriety in a way, but I also have you know realized that I was fired from one of those jobs and uh, two of those jobs actually. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the best fit for that stuff. Right. So I have to kind of get over myself, you know, and it's taken a challenge. It's taken a long time because, you know, one of the biggest challenges I've also faced this year too, is like self-awareness doesn't mean self-development. 
right? Like self-awareness is like the first step, but you still have to do something with it, right? It's the same way that I've talked about in a lot of the the millennial podcast episodes where like you can be self-aware. You can make all these jokes about like how I suck at adulting and I'm not really good at this or blah, 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 blah. But like at some point you have to realize, are you just commiserating because it feels good and it's kind of addicting and fun to do that? Or are you actually taking accountability and not just deflecting, you know, responsibility by being self-aware in a comedic way. Right. And that's, that's a challenge of like, really, again, it's like accountability owning that. Right. So like working through my pride, um, finding ways to continue to hold myself accountable consistently without beating myself up, because there is that challenge also of making sure that I realize I am doing the best that I can. But when you realize the best that you can is also not good enough to pay the bills. Like that challenge is like, ah, that's so frustrating. Right. So it's like how much of yourself, you know, it's like, I don't compete with other people. So I'm consistently competing with this idea of being better than my best self was yesterday, right? I'm competing with what I'm capable of. And, um, that is like, that exemplifies my personal journey for the past year, continuing to find where the boundary is and surpass it in some way. And for me, that's mean that that means that I've had to step back and strip down my life in the way that like, it's almost like you can make the comparison to like Lady Gaga going, she had to go big and extravagant to get noticed, right? And now people know her talent. So she can strip all of that away and she can just be herself in jeans and a t-shirt and a piano. And people can see the beauty of who she really is instead of the beauty of this like facade, right? This, I don't, I don't want to say facade because that's her as well, but it's, she doesn't have to always be that, right? She can be more of who she naturally is. And um, that, I feel like my journey is like that too, right? I had this really like this this life where I was just presented as a, a really good designer and I was having my life together and I lived in San Diego and everything was beautiful and I was going to have a kid and I had a beautiful wife and I had a great house and I had all this stuff going for me, but like there was still toxicity within all of that. And in order for me to really find what is going to last me my entire life, my entire natural life and not make me end my life sooner was to strip everything away and put myself in a a circumstance where my focus is on my mental health. My focus is on my personal needs, like literally focusing every single day on trying to drink enough water and trying to eat well. Um, but but that's also been a challenge because money, right? Um, so really finding this balance of finding ways to actually finally stand on my own, because, uh, another part of that too, is realizing that a bit of the pride piece is realizing that I haven't really fully stood on my own. I've always leaned on my parents in some way, or like my ex-wife was like basically the breadwinner makes me sound like a loser, but (laughs) I was making my own money, but she was definitely making way more than I was. And, um, you know, she, she took on more of the burden than I did, at least financially. And, um, you know, I, I've had the benefit of time and time to work through things on my own. So now that I'm on my own, I've got to work on this balance of, you know, Molly is in the same place that I am 
And we're in this place where we're really working together to try to make this thing work, right? I'm not leaning on her. She's not leaning on me. We're in this together, but individually. And it's been a challenge. It's been an absolute challenge to grow from that. Um, So all of this culminates in the idea that this podcast has been amazing for me to work through these emotions and to allow myself to really express a lot of what I'm dealing with because I don't really naturally express this in my life very well. Like I think... I think for me doing in this on this podcast helps me because it it doesn't feel like there's any stakes involved. Like I'm not worried about who's going to listen to it. I'm not worried about getting an immediate opinion right away. Like I can work through it. It's like I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to you, right? I mean, I am talking to myself, but you're listening. Then I appreciate that. But it's like I get a chance to work through the entirety of my thoughts and I don't have someone stopping me by like rolling their eyes or scoffing or making a judgment or saying like, no, duh, or like, yeah, of course. Um, I can I can work through the entirety of my thought. I can work through my emotional state. And this podcast with you guys listening has allowed me to continue to do that. So like it's it's been amazing to do that. We've had some really great episodes this year about, you know, I talked about uh that whole millennial self-deprecation thing. I thought that was a really good episode. Um I talked about the Myers-Briggs stuff. I have a um I think I did a Graves model episode or I don't think I did a Graves model episode, so maybe that'll be for next year. Um then I did an Enneagram um passions episode that I think is really useful to help you identify your emotional state. Um And I have a lot of really good vulnerable episodes where I'm kind of sharing what I'm going through in life. Um, A lot of challenges I've been facing with not being able to see my son. Um, Recently, you know, my ex-wife basically blocked all channels for me to even see images of my son. Uh, So like that's frustrating and I don't have enough money to pay child support. So who knows where that's going to go? Yay. Um, (laughs) And you know, just expressing all of those frustrations, having you guys listen to that, having you guys be here for that means the world to me. It really does. Because I know while you get to take this and you get to listen to it and you get to get you to hear how you can apply this to your life. And I'm hoping that you can take this as something that's going to help you grow as a person, because that's what I ultimately want. I don't want this to be a commiserating thing. Like, I don't want you to hear my words and be like, yeah, me too. And then just keep doing the same thing. Right. But like hearing it and hearing it externally and, and, and like nodding to yourself and saying like, okay, yeah, there's, there's something I need to develop here. This, that makes sense. I need to explore that more. And I'm hoping that that's what you get out of this. Cause that's what I want to do. You know, that's, that's the part of sharing it publicly. Otherwise I would just record it for myself and put it in a time capsule somewhere. Right. But the point is sharing it with you guys so that we can continue to help each other grow and, um, you know, create the best versions of ourselves that we can go forward. Right. Because like, you know, as I talk about in like my brand blaster program, like it's all about personality, branding, marketing, and sales. If you're trying to sell something, you're trying to create something, you're trying to to build a business or a service business of some kind. And like that personality piece, that first aspect of like really understanding and taking care of yourself, you are the thing, you are the reason you're doing anything, right? I know we externalize a lot of stuff. We say that we have to do it for our family. We have to do it for our friends. We have to do it for the people we care about in our lives. But you are the person that you spend the most time with in your life. I say that over and over on this show. You are the one person that you will be spending 100% of your time with. So you need to take care of that first. 
make sure you eat well, make sure you, you do some exercise, make sure you are listening to your body. You're meditating whenever you get a chance to. And I don't mean like, um, but I mean like some way to like, I don't know, just close your eyes for a few minutes or go for a run or listen to an album that you love or play a video game something that gets you out of a work mode and into just like a happy flow state and making sure that you're taking care of yourself. You're nurturing your brain. You're learning things. You're growing. You assign yourself a word of the year for next year. So you can take that and start to use that as your goalpost, your, your guiding light for what you're going to do in your life for the next, however, whenever, whatever. And, um, you know, just, just keep moving forward, you know? So one of the things that has been the most helpful for me this year has been a consistent expression of gratitude. Molly has been really good at that. She's been really good at like, when I'm struggling, she'll say like, well, you know what? We've done this. We've done that. We're developing, we're growing. We're, we accomplished more things in the specific realm that we wanted to do than ever. You know, Molly's done multiple shows now for her art. Um, I was a keynote speaker on a, on a summit, which was awesome. I created this brand blaster course. I have Myers Briggs courses. Um, I've got this podcast. I've got two other podcasts that I've developed this year. I've got, um, you know, a lot of things going on. I've been, I've had things go wrong in plenty of cases. I've had struggles paying rent. I've had struggles paying bills. And uh, especially this last quarter has been extremely difficult, but I know at the end of the day, Molly and I write notes. We write sticky notes and put it on our wall for the things that we are grateful for and the things that we do for ourselves that uh, are our accomplishments, things that we're proud of. And I think uh, in the next few days, by the end of this year, her and I are going to come up with like some sort of whiteboard or, um, you know, maybe I'll buy her one for Christmas. Don't tell her. <laughs> um um, by the time this airs, she'll probably get it anyway, but I, I would, I want to be able to get her, like, I want to get us like a vision board for this apartment and have it be just a bunch of things that we want and, you know, find a way to transfer them to something else when we accomplish them. Right. And when you visualize that stuff, like I visualize that in my head, but if we put that in our apartment, like we can take a look at it every day and, and remember why we do the things that we do, even if we struggle, even, even if we have to grind, even if we have to just focus on paying rent, we're doing that. So we have another, like another month of a roof over our head so we can continue to work towards the things we want to work towards. Right. Like I'm right now I'm, I'm doing Uber at night. And I'm doing that so that I can help pay the bills and I can make sure that my phone bill's paid and my car insurance is paid and my rent is paid uh, and that we have groceries and that during the day I can continue to work towards my businesses. I can continue to, to foster this podcast, find new people to listen to this podcast and um, find other ways to, to continue to make our dreams a reality. And I know that that's going to be a grind too. So we have to keep going. We got to keep pushing, but anything that you can do to keep that gratitude in your head, to keep that vision going, figure out where you're going to go next is going to be incredibly grateful or incredibly helpful for the, the coming year. Right? So if you have the opportunity to take the next few days to really just chill, don't worry too much, do a little bit of work. Um, don't stress, you know, and, and get started where you can, but at the same time, like there's no rush. It'll be okay. This stuff is going to, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So 
you know, depending on what you're working on, depending on your project, depending on, on what you're trying to accomplish, realize that if you can just do one thing every day, it all adds up to something. You chip away at it, right? Like if you go into a poker game, you go to the poker table and you try to go all in in the first hand, you could lose everything at once, right? If somebody matches you and has a better hand than you, then they're going to take all of your chips and you're going to be left with nothing, right? And the best way to win in poker is to look for your opportunities, chip away at it, find the right, you know, do bluffs here and there and, uh, you know, and, and build your stack. And then when you find the right opportunity, that's when you push all in, right? So that's the best way to think about it for me. And um, that kind of leads into while I wrap this up, some of the ideas that I have for next year for some of the projects that I'm going to be working on. So I've got this brand blaster program. I'm going to be promoting that all year long. That is going to be like my flagship program. And that's something that I'm going to keep adding to. So if I find time to do uh, interviews with people, I'm going to add that. I have people doing uh, the beta program right now. So once I get feedback from them, I'm going to add things to it. I'm going to have surveys. I'm sure people will want some sort of like written material that I'll can add to it right now. It's just all videos. Um, sure I can add some written material to it and uh, find ways to just sort of flesh that out. And as I learn things and I find that it makes sense to like slot it in there, I, I will do so. I want this thing to be a one-stop shop for people who are trying to develop, you know, really essentially people who are trying to either quit their job and move on to doing something for themselves or someone who has tried over and over again and have failed. And this is a great way for someone to like sort of reassess their path and see like, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? And are you asking yourself the right questions? Do you know enough about branding? Do you know enough about marketing and sales to be able to keep things focused and do 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 the right thing? So you're listening to this on Christmas. It could be a really great Christmas present for someone who is trying to leave their job. If you know someone that is really struggling and they want to at least feel like they can get started to figure out how to do this on their own, uh, send them to bit.ly slash brand blaster or do it yourself and go pick up the course and you can sign up in their name. And um, you've got five days to do that because January 1st, it's going to go from $29 to $79. So, um, you know, pretty decent discount before January 1st. So go ahead and sign up for that. And that means anytime that I add stuff to that program, you will have continued access to that forever. Right. So, and, and whoever, signs up for it. So if you sign up on behalf of your friend, your friend will get a one in a uh, one-on-one session with me. Or if you, you know, if you buy it for you and your friend and you want a session too, let me know because I'll give you a free one hour session and I'll give your friend a one hour session too. And we can talk about the specific things that you want to do. You have to go through the entire course in order to get the the consulting session, by the way. I don't want to have to go through the course like with you first, <laughs> you know, like go through it on your own and then we'll go through the the session together. So bit.ly slash brand blaster, um, sign up for that $29 until January 1st. So um, that is one of the key things I'm going to be working on for next year. I'm going to be writing a couple. I've got ideas for books. I've got my poker book draft, which is like a poker life strategy book that uh, I need to revisit and see if that's something I can get out the door. I need to figure out how to publish books, by the way. <laughs> so there's that. If any of you have any insights on how to publish your book, uh, I have no idea where to go with that. So 
uh, any info with that would be good. So I got a couple different ideas. I want to convert Brand Blaster into a book. I want to do a dopamine memoir book, basically talking about all of these episodes and how this podcasting has helped me. So I want to write a book about that. And um, I want to do a couple of Myers-Briggs specific courses this year. I want to do my cognitive functions course. Um, I got a lot of things to record. I got a lot of things to edit. Um, and I'm just going to do everything I can to keep this train moving, right? I need to find more clients. I need to make more things happen so we can keep going. Otherwise I got to get a job and a lot of this has got to change, right? <laughs> so, oh, and, um, starting January 1st, I'm going to go back to two days a week for this episode, for this show. So we're going to do January 1st. We're going to do Tuesdays and Fridays that way. Cause I feel like every Wednesday is like too long in between episodes. So we'll do Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll see how that plays out and, uh, and then readjust from there. So, um, that's it. That's been basically that's 2018. We're done. This is the last episode of the year. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for everything you've done. Um, grateful for you listening and allowing me to continue to do this. I'm glad you're here. Um, if you have any questions for me about branding, sales, marketing, uh, mental illness, uh, any of the stuff that I talk about on this show, um, creativity, feel free to let me know. You can go to anchor.fm slash dopamine and leave a voice message or hit me up at let's go see notes on all the social channels. Uh, leave me a question, or if you have an idea for a topic for an episode, feel free to hit me up. Or if you want to leave some love on iTunes, a review and a rating, that would be amazing as well. So that's it for today. I'm done. I'm going to go, I don't know, sit for a minute <laughs> and then take a breath. Um, I love you guys. Happy Christmas. Enjoy the holiday. Happy New Year. And I'll catch you in 2019. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.